we might have reached the size limit in Google Sheets. <laughs> I've yeah, had that happen before. That is, that is possible. You think like there's just too many formulas? <laughs> uh, there might just be too many rows, you know? Too many Garfields. I mean, there definitely are too many. I was thinking about the. That's okay. Look, you're listening to being Jim Davis, um, Muncie's finest cat. My name's Christopher Winner. I'm Jim Davis. I'm also Jim Davis. I'm Jonathan Gibson. Jonathan, Second I was chair. thinking. Second banana. I, I think of you. I would third fiddle. Describe your. I wouldn't describe yourself that way. Chris is a double fiddle man. If anything, I mean, are you even a banana? Okay. I was, do you think that you could kill Garfield? Like if it came, imagine. If I had to, like for self-defense. Yeah, like a world where Garfield is real or you're a cartoon. Like, no, and, imagine and you're a cartoon. killed like, and will kill again. You're inside the Garfield universe. You're in Muncie. Would I take Garfield you, law into my own hands? You want to kill Garfield. Garfield wants to kill you. Um... Don't worry for now about why. Just assume you both have a good reason. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think I, I, I think Maybe I, you're uh, avenging Lyman's death. It's hard to know. I think I could. I think I, you I think, think I, you could take Garfield? Like, how would you go about it I if you were going to murder I mean, Garfield? I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't just... I mean... I mean... <laughs> you, you started out like it was so... Well, I would just... Yeah, actually, well, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Would you try to catch him unawares? I'd try to make it quick. Mm, I don't feel like he needs to suffer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't inflict on him half the things that he's inflicted on us, you know? For instance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate that. Perhaps I would... I, I might kick him into the middle distance. <laughs> once. <laughs> that would Just once. That would be worth. No, I I don't. I feel like you really jumped to the conclusion that you would be capable of killing Garfield. Remember, like a lot of bad stuff has happened to Garfield over the years. He's a cartoon character. Oh, He's not that like, easy. Literally capable. I thought. Yeah. Could you? Would you? Could you do it? I I assume you meant like you know like I had the the mental and emotional fortitude to carry it out. Oh, I know you have the fort. Look, look. Thank you. I know that you're a steely-eyed killer. Thank Listeners you. might not know that. They can't see how steely your eyes are. So steely. <laughs> They're practically Steely Dan over here. Mm, we have. It's been too long since we've talked about the band Steely Dan. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I'm going to get off topic of yeah. this. Could you kill Garfields? And, well, so okay. It's, it's you know real, what? It's a real aha moment. You know. We gotta get. Th- we gotta get through this. Wham. There it is. Um, <clears throat> listeners, we're, we're not going to pursue this line of questioning right now. But if you think you could kill Garfield, write in to Garfield Killing Challenge 9920 at com and let us know, A, do you think you could kill Garfield? And B, how would you go about it? Would you shoot him with a gun? Would you drop him into a vat of acid? Would you poison his lasagna? We want to know how you, the listener, would kill Garfield the cat if you were motivated to do so and in the same, you know, Garfield universe. 
Coming up, uh, our top ten ways to murder Garfield. <laughs> Number seven who will surprise you. Garfield? Maybe it was you. That was the solution to who murdered Garfield, oh, yeah. John. John it was ending. you the whole time. I love a twist ending. <laughs> uh, today's Monday, December 26th. Boxing Day, 1983. Today we're reading the 2017th ever Garfield. What happens in today's Garfield? In today's Garfield, Garfield is in a brown paper bag. Listeners, there's something going on with our spreadsheet. It's not displaying the Garfield strip. So I don't know how we're. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be a lot quicker. I I imagine. Mm. I mean, look, we, I, I, I've called up the Garfield on this. Um, as you know, we sometimes use this check Garfield archives. I've, I've got today's Garfield there. I just don't know if I can be bothered to tab over to look at it, you know? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of work gotta, to click gotta, that extra tab. You got to control tab. You got to, yeah, you got to tab. You got to control the, look, if you don't control the tabs, the tabs will control you. That's how I feel about browsing the internet. That's that's how the old axiom goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Panel one. You got John Arbuckle here at the Jonathan, would you say this is Stan Cowpo? Uh like John Arbuckle at left well, behind the counter, Garfield at right on the counter. I'm gonna withhold judgment on that. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't, I haven't navigated to the right month yet. It's December. Okay. December twenty uh, sixth, nineteen eighty three. It's a shame we didn't say the date already. Um, I think it depends on whether you take, you know, an Aristotelian view of language or more like a, a Wittgensteinian view. I. It doesn't. Uh, I don't. I don't. Look, okay, John's there, and he's saying, ha ha, and his eyes are closed, and he's laughing. He's looking down at Garfield. Garfield's in a bag. Garfield's in a right? bag. That's Did the, I get it right? I, well, I don't, like, is there a right or wrong to that question? He's also... Clearly, there's a right or wrong to the question, how would you murder Garfield? <laughs> well, there are right and wrong ways to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah. I will not elaborate. Uh... There is a, oh, I, no, I'll be clear. Listeners, there is a right way to murder Garfield. John and I know what it is, and if you want to win the big prize, you've got to write in to Murder Garfield Challenge 9920. Tell us how you would murder Garfield. Right. We, you, have to, you, have to, you have to tell us who murdered Garfield and then how they did it. And then with what implement? This is a new game this that we've invented. This challenge keeps changing. Um, keeps changing. What room did they do it in? Yeah. That's very important. What room oh, did yeah, it happen in? I guess how in? they did it is not. Whatever. Look, it's... it's Okay, so Garfield's rattling inside the bag. The, bad's, the bag is uh, is vibrating. It's going rattle, rattle, and John's eyes are closed. We see, I'm not sure if he said yeah, that. We see Garfield's butt. His face, he's in the bag face first. It's a big old brown paper bag. And we see, like, his butt and his tail sticking yeah. out. Does that onomatopoeia seem a little off to you? I feel like a brown paper bag would rustle more than it would rattle. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, the only way it would rattle is if there's, like, a rattle inside. Or some maracas. Yeah. Garfield's playing maracas inside a bag. Or a rattlesnake. Yeah, well, I, okay, so what I don't like about that is we uh-huh. see Garfield's tail, and there's no rattle on it. 
But there could be a snake in there in the bag. Yeah, with I just I would like to imagine that it was Gar- that Garfield had a rattle, a rattle on his on his tail. No one can stop you from imagining that, John. Okay, here I here I go. <laughs> here I go. Here I go. Um, it's good stuff. In panel two, John Arbuckle looks at the reader. Looks at us. He sort of opens his eyes about one fifth. About 20% open there. He looks a little sly, a little sexy. And he says to us, Cats have such active imaginations. I wonder what's going on in Garfield's mind right now. Yeah, that's what he says. It's a reference to that famous philosophical paper, What Is It Like to Be a Bat? Thomas Nagel. John Arbuckle is Thomas Nageling hard. <laughs> All over the countertop. He's nagling all over the place. <laughs> he's, he's, stop me before I nagle again. <laughs> uh, uh, God. And Garfield's not rattling in this one. Nope. Uh, panel three. Yeah. We get a nice tight shot of Garfield in the bag. John Arbuckle might be still there, might not. We don't know. Uh, we get a close-up shot of Garfield in the bag. And the thought bubble is coming up from presumably Garfield, but, you know, from the bag. Garfield is thinking, well, ellipsis, here I am in a brown paper bag. This is honestly, possibly, this may be the best Garfield we've seen all year. I, being, quite honestly. I think it's the, probably the best one for a couple years, certainly. This is a very, this is a quality Garfield. <laughs> I, I, it could be improved. I, I, I'd like to hear how. I'd like, I'd like it if John were not in it at all. <laughs> but otherwise unchanged mm. yeah that's actually I, is that better I, I don't i'm not sure if that's better i i honestly i don't care for john arbuckle i wish he would go away <laughs> um i feel like actually he i i like the setup of this one yeah, it's a solid. I think setup. this is a good gag. I, honestly, the only thing I would change is that onomatopoeia in paddle one, where the bag is rattling. That does not make sense. It to doesn't. Me. And I, yeah, I, like you said, I don't think Jim Davis is like consciously referencing Nagel. Mm-hmm. No, probably not. Um, you th- do you think he's referencing the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System game Snake Rattle and Roll? It does say rattle. Seems seems like that's what he's doing. Yeah, I think that's I think I think that stands to reason. Um, yeah, I don't. I I I probably Jim Davis did not have philosopher Thomas Nagel in mind when he wrote today's Garfield. Honestly, when did Nagel public publish? What is it like to be a bat? I have no idea. Seventeen. I, w- I wonder if somewhere in there. Uh, let's see. I'm Googling it. It says it's a book. I feel like it was a paper. Oh, no. Okay. 74 was the original paper. paper published in the Philosophical Review in October 74. So that's plenty of time, honestly, for Jim Davis to have read. I mean, I, yeah. think, we, I think we can take it as read that Jim Davis was a faithful reader of the Philosophical Review. I think that I think that makes sense. I think that's the most parsimonious reading mm-hmm. of this Garfield. Um, here's here's look. Today's episode is going to end soon. I hope. 
But here's the thing I like about the Wikipedia article about the Thomas Nagel philosophical paper, What Is It Like to Be a Bat? It has a, you know how a philosophical paper will, or a, a Wikipedia article, sorry, a Wikipedia article will often have uh, a picture on the top right. This one does have a picture. It's not a picture of Thomas Nagel. It's just a picture of a bat. <laughs> does, 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 I don't know who the bat is. It's, it's that's, a picture of a bat. That's a, and then underneath it, the caption is, Thomas Nagel argues that, well, a human might be able to imagine what it is like to be a bat by taking the bat's point of view. It would still be impossible to <laughs> know what it is like for a bat to be a bat. Right. Uh, uh, philosophers also refer to this as the bat stance. <laughs> it's funny you should reference uh, well-known philosopher Daniels and friend of the show, Daniel C. Dennett. <laughs> um, I've scrolled, yeah. scrolled down on this Wikipedia article. Here's the, here are the photos on this article, John. Okay. Top photo, a bat. Middle photo, Thomas Nagel in front of a blackboard. Um, Bottom and final photo, Daniel fucking C. Dennett. Wait. What's he doing in this Thomas Nagel Wikipedia article? Are you on the Thomas Nagel Wikipedia article? I'm on the article for what is it like to be a bat. Okay, that makes sense that it would be a picture of a bat, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's funny. Okay. It's funny that it's just a picture of a bat. (laughs) I mean, Um, okay. mm. Daniel Dennett. This is in the criticism subsection. I didn't know there was this Dennett-Nagel drama. We're really getting into it today on Being Jim Davis. Daniel Dennett denies Nagel's claim that the bat's consciousness is inaccessible, contending that, quote, any interesting or theoretically important features of a bat's consciousness would be amenable to third-person observation. Oh, Dennett. You cad. It says here that John Rawls was uh, was Thomas Nagel's doctoral advisor. Did you know that? Is that true? I didn't know that. It says that. I didn't know there was a Rawls-Nagel connection. It says that right here. Man, right here in, how do you like that? Right here in the old Wikipedia. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> the human the the, the human wow. knowledge we have at our disposal. I know, right? Yeah, like you can just you can find out anything these days. Yeah. What a what a wondrous age we're living in. Um, Anywho, yeah. yeah anyway, uh, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis, family friendly. If your family is all fucked up, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We bid you adieu. We thank you. Yeah, we love you. Okay, thank you and good great day. episode. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.